This is KaneCast episode 41. Our chief investment officer, Doug Foreman, provides a review of the third quarter of 2016 and an outlook for the rest of the year. Equities produced outstanding returns during the third quarter. The S&P 500 index advanced almost 4%. Small cap stocks, as measured by the Russell 2000 index, were exceptionally strong, advancing 9% for the quarter and up over 11% for the year. Global growth prospects seem to have stabilized during the quarter after a slow period in the first half of the year, which encouraged investors to embrace more risk-based assets. The 10-year bond finally stopped declining, with yields rising slightly from the 1.47% at the beginning of the quarter to 1.6% at the quarter end. The Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index was essentially flat for the quarter, returning 0.46% due to this modest yield increase in the 10-year bond. The chase for yield that occurred in the first half of the year took a breather in the third quarter, but credit-sensitive risk assets performed very well. High-yield bonds returned over 5% for the quarter and are now up over 15% for the year. And emerging market debt returned 3.7% for the quarter and is up slightly over 15% for the year. Both of these credit-sensitive areas continue to do very well during the third quarter. Global growth prospects stabilized during the quarter for a few reasons. Number one, continued central bank easing at the Bank of Japan and the ECB. Number two, there was no real negative impact of the UK Brexit vote as of yet. Number three, there was continued stability in the oil markets. For U.S. equity investors, second quarter earnings reports were much better than feared overall, as most U.S. companies continued to perform extremely well, even in this slow-growth global environment. Over the last two years, two major factors have had a very negative impact on reported S&P 500 earnings. One has been the collapse in the price of oil, and the second has been the strength in the U.S. dollar. Both of these have the potential to reverse going forward, or at least become much less of a negative for reported earnings for many large multinational companies. Businesses which have suffered from the decline in energy prices have yet to meaningfully recover, but they're showing signs of some stability in in demand. Cost structures, particularly for oil and oil-related companies, have been dramatically reduced over the last two years and will therefore show much better profits at much lower levels of crude oil prices than they have in the past. The interesting thing about this market is despite the fact that the stock market has been hitting all-time new highs during the third quarter, there's very few traditional indicators that would indicate some sort of blow-off top in equity prices. Investor sentiment overall is still mixed at best, with net outflows of $157 billion out of domestic equity funds and ETFs over the last year and nine months, and net inflows of $178 billion into bond funds and ETFs. Initial public offering activity, which is usually very frothy at market tops, is very quiet at best and only a few deals have gotten done over the summer. Inventories are usually high and climbing into a market top as businesses optimistically gear up for strong demand. However, $144 billion worth of inventory has been liquidated over the last five quarters, making inventory levels more likely to be rebuilt rather than liquidated in the future. And most importantly, corporate earnings prospects in the U.S. appear sound even in a 1.5% to 2.5% GDP growth environment. As we enter the final quarter of the year, we continue to face the uncertain outcome of a presidential election and the prospect that the Fed will raise rates slightly in December. This will create some short-term uncertainty and headwinds for the market, but we recommend staying the course for the long term. Investors have had plenty of time to process the election possibilities 
and the Fed's outlook for a rate increase. So we do not believe either will have a meaningful impact on equities over the long term. It's important to remember that even the President of the United States has limits to his or her power with checks and balances from the legislative and judicial branches of our government. Many campaign promises made are never actually accomplished once a politician is elected. Additionally, future rate increases by the Fed are intended to normalize interest rates and give the Fed some more room in the future. They're not intended to shut down an overheated economy, as is typically the case when you're going into a recession. Our outlook continues to be that the United States will grow over the next year at 1.5 to 2.5 in gross domestic product, and corporate earnings growth will drive equity returns of 6 to 8% over the next 12 months. We thank you for your continued trust and support, and we will continue to implement our high-quality investment approach on your behalf. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. Kane Anderson Rudnick provides this communication as a manner of general information. The opinions stated herein are those of the speakers and not necessarily the opinions of Kane Anderson Rudnick or its affiliates. Portfolio managers at Kane Anderson Rudnick make investment decisions in accordance with specific client guidelines and restrictions. As a result, client accounts may differ in strategy and composition from the information presented herein. Any facts and statistics quoted are from sources believed to be reliable, but they may be incomplete or condensed and we do not guarantee their accuracy. This communication is not an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security and is not a research report. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions.